Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so excited that you are back with me this week. I have a fantastic guest and a good friend of ours, um, good family friend of our families. As a matter of fact, uh, Caleb and I are, are somewhat kind of related in, a, in a, a weird way. Caleb and I and Caleb's wife and Garrett and I share a niece. I am really excited to have Caleb back on the podcast. This is not his first time. Um, it's been a while though since you've been on Caleb. So welcome back. But before we get into our topic, I want to thank CTC Math, our sponsor for this podcast and also our sponsor for Homeschool Insights, our new practical homeschooling uh, podcast. It's in 10 minutes or less. So if you guys are looking for just a quick shot in the arm for homeschool encouragement, visit Homeschool Insights. But CTC Math sponsors this podcast and that one as well. And I am so thankful for them. If you guys are looking for a great math curriculum, visit ctcmath.com. Um, Caleb, welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad to have you back with me this week. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's always a blessing for me to be able to talk to homeschool parents. This is a passion of mine. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that it is. Um, share with our listeners, because most of them, we have so many new listeners since the last time you've been on, and so most of them are probably not going to know who you are and some of your background on homeschooling and education. So share with us your story a little bit before we jump into our um, topic. Yeah, so um, I'm one of nine children. All of us were homeschooled in the 1980s and 90s. Um, I was homeschooled K through 12, um, went away, um, got my degree in math education, and then went straight into the public high schools. Um, I taught in public high school here in Southern California for 18 years um, before I transitioned to being a full-time pastor. Um, I actually took over as a senior pastor of the church I grew up in. So I've gone to the whole, the same church my whole life, and I get to be the senior pastor there. Um, my wife and I have six children. Uh, my wife is also a homeschool graduate, and we've homeschooled all six of our kids. And we, we have a, a big milestone this year. Um, our eldest daughter graduated this year. So our oldest daughter is named Sophie, um, and she graduated. So we actually have a homeschool graduate. So we've completed the course for, for one of our children. Wow. Um, and so these are exciting times, but, um, I have, uh, I, I, even though I was in public education, um, I am passionate about homeschooling and I see it as the best form of education hands down across the board. Um, I've seen how it's allowed me to thrive. I've seen how it's allowed my siblings to thrive. And I see when it's done effectively, um, how it allows students to really gain autonomy in their learning. Um, and so any opportunity I have to encourage parents that, Hey, this is working. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Um, I take those opportunities. So speaking at conventions, talking on podcasts, things like that, that's, that's stuff that I love to do because I'm, I'm really excited about parents taking their kids home, taking ownership, not just of their education, but of their faith. And I really see yeah. homeschool as discipleship. So it's a really neat opportunity. Thank you guys so much for having me on so I can share some of the things that God's just put on my heart. Yeah, yeah. So glad to have you on to talk about those things, because this week we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Um, and that's mm -hmm. a, a term that we hear kind of thrown around. And when I first saw the topic, I was like, okay, how do we relate this to homeschooling? And then, um, you know, as I've thought about it and just kind of read a little bit more about cancel culture, I'm like, this is exactly what we need to be mm -hmm. talking about. And because like you said, it's not, you know, and we talk about this all the time on the podcast, it's not just about academics. It's about their whole world, their whole worldview. What are we teaching our kids mm -hmm. and how are they looking at their life and their world and everything around them through the lens of scripture, right? And so we need to know how to prepare our children 
for this culture that truly wants to cancel them. And it's been an interesting week as we're recording this episode right now. We are just about a week out from the Roe v. Wade decision that was made Mm -hmm. to overturn Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court. And it's been so interesting to watch people on social media and everybody, Mm. you know, deleting their friends and canceling their friends and, and, you Mm. know, whatever. I mean, people do whatever they want on social media. It's, It's your Facebook page. It's your Instagram. It's your Twitter. It's your whatever. And so you do what is comfortable for you in regards to that. If you don't want to see people, you know, you don't want to see the the battle. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I look at at that and, and, you know, I've seen lots of the comments on that specific topic. And I just think, no, we need to not be running from this. We need to be running to these people and saying, but here's what the Lord says. Here's what scripture says. And so I feel like there's cancel on both sides. Like Christians are wanting to cancel the non-Christians. The non-Christians are wanting to cancel the Christians. And nobody is wanting to really stand up and have a healthy conversation about what's actually happening and about what truth really is. And so mm. we need to teach our kids to have that conversation with one another, with their family members, even with you know their parents or their siblings, because our kids maybe they don't really know what they believe or why they believe it. And so we can't just cancel them and say, well, too bad, kid. You just believe what I tell you to believe. We have to train them up to be able to think for themselves. So I want you to tell us, like, how how do we do this effectively as parents? How do we prepare our kids for this world of cancel culture? Yeah, so um, we, we really need to be teaching them what it is. We need to be teaching them what the world is that they're going to be facing. And I think one of the difficulties for us as parents right now is the world is changing so fast. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's this term liquid modernity, which which says that modern times it's like it's like liquid. It's like next week it's going to be different than what it was this week. Um, and so as parents, we really need to be educated. We really need to be thinking about okay, what's happening in the world. Um, what are what are what are things that are shaping our worldview? And and pulling your your kids out of school is a great start um, because mm-hmm. education is a worldview factory. That's what they're doing. They're shaping the worldview of your students. But what we don't understand is our worldview is shaped by the world that we're in. Um, all of the media that we're taking in is shaping our worldview. And if we're not aware of these these subtle um, effects on our own worldview. We're not going to sort of be prepared for them. We're not going to even know how to engage with them. And eventually we want our kids to leave home. You know, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, my dad used to tell us when we were growing up, the point of childhood is a grow up, right? Um, and, and he wanted us to have this attitude of like progressing towards adulthood is is a good thing. It's something I've tried to instill in my children, this sort of responsibility. But when they leave my home, they're going to have to face things that I never had to face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and a big part of that is cancel culture. Um, so like, just let me give you a quick example. Um, there's a, there's a young lady at our church. Um, she's 19 years old. She graduated K through 12 homeschool kid. Um, and she started her own, um, blog. She does crocheting and, um, and you might think, wow, you know, that's pretty harmless. So she, she stays at home with her parents and she does, has this business. She's, she actually does really well. Um, the crocheting world is a big world. So magazines will like buy her patterns. Um, she has a huge following. So um, she's she's making a really good income. Um, when she's ready for marriage, she's going to be able to really contribute um, to her family. Um, and you might think, oh, well, that position, you're totally inoculated against the world. You don't need to worry about cancel culture. Cancel culture got her. Um, and what I mean mm-hmm. by that is the way that she promotes her um, her blog and all that is on Instagram. 
And um, and the the crochet community was really getting up in arms about homosexual homosexuality and advocating for homosexual marriage and all these things. And um, and they're saying, you know, everybody needs to speak up here. Everybody needs to say what they what they think. And she's just the kind of person who's like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to rock the boat. But then she's like, you know what? By not saying anything, it looks like I'm agreeing. And like some of my fellow Christians have said things and they've gotten canceled. And like the only reason for me not to say something is because I'm afraid of what will happen to me. And that's not a good reason. So she posted, you know, hey, you know, I just want you to know I believe the Bible does not have error. And I believe it teaches that marriage is between one man and one woman. And the, the like the fire started um, wow. the world like that. The crochet community just outright attacked this 19 year old mm -hmm. girl, um, just hate speech. Um can I, can I share some of the things that they said yeah. to her? Her name's Rachel Counts, um, and her, her dad is actually the, the worship minister at my church. Um, okay. But she posted, she posted on Instagram that she believes marriage is between one man and one woman. Um, and here's some of the comments that, that the crochet community said to her. They said this, um, bigotry and homophobia do not belong in my crafting community. It's not mm. cancel culture, it's consequences. Cult it's consequence culture for your words and action. Um, another person said, if you're scared to speak up about your beliefs, isn't that a sign that they're wrong? I'm not scared to speak up about my beliefs because they don't hurt anyone. I'm so glad all the bigots are outing themselves these days. It makes Instagram a much better place when you know who you shouldn't support. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue, and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready-to-use tools like scripture memory songs, games, and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. So this 19-year-old girl growing up homeschooled, this is what she's faced with, and she weathered the storm. And the reason she weathered the storm is because she knew what she believed mm -hmm. and she was she was ready for people to be offended by that. Um, and yeah. she she lost contracts. Um, national magazines canceled contracts with her. Um, she lost income. She lost subscribers. Um, it affected her. Um, but she was she was ready for that in a big part because her homeschooling had shaped her worldview, had prepared her um, for for the world that was going to declare war um, on, on her worldview. Um, and I don't know if you've been following some of the major news outlets lately. I know it's some somewhat sickening to follow these, but I always want to know what the other side is saying. Um, so like recently there was sort of this big, um, this big thing in the media where, um, Keith Olbermann, um, went after, um, Bethany Shondark, 
um, one of the authors of Heroes of Liberty, if you're familiar okay. with that. Um, so he just tweeted, he tweeted this. He said, imagine putting homeschool mom in your bio and not understanding you just ruined the lives of five innocent children. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, so just so you know, like we're oh, wow. destroying our children's life according to popular media. Sure. So Keith Olbermann, you know, people listen to him, people follow yeah. him. Um, MSNBC just posted this on um, May 13th of 2022. MSNBC tweeted, it may seem harmless, but the insidious racism of the American religious rights obsession with homeschooling speaks volumes. Mm. Um, so you're a racist. I just want you to yeah. know that because you're homeschooling, right? That's the roots. That's your motivation as a homeschool parent. It's because, because you're racist. And if, if you don't sort of get that, what they're saying is we're pulling our kids out of schools mm. and then schools are losing funding. Um, right. And so that only hurts minority children. And so that's our fault. Um, so actually, let me speak to that real quick. Um, yeah. there's, there's always lies with that. Um, I taught at a small rural school. Smaller is better. Um, the reason that the left doesn't like this is because then teachers lose their jobs um, because schools have to lay teachers off. Um, but guess what? There's less students left. Smaller schools can be more innovative. My high school had 700 students in it. A lot of our local high schools in the area have 3,000. We were miles ahead of those schools. Um, because a big, big school can't innovate as much. So when I had class sizes that were small, when we had a smaller staff, we could really quickly innovate. So it's actually a really good thing um, for even the public schools um, that we're pulling our kids out and they're losing funding because they still have the same amount of funding per student and they're perfectly mm -hmm. fine, but they're having to lay off administrators, they're having to lay off teachers. And that's really all they care about is, you know, right. they care they care about income um, right. for, for their team. They're not really care. They don't care about the students at all. And that's one of the difficult right. things when you go into public education as seeing that they really don't care about kids in it. Um, but that's so how that's, they label everything is it's always about yeah. the children. Yet when you want to take the best care of your children and pull them out, all of a sudden it's not about the children. So is it about the children or is it not about the children? You know, they, they say yeah. it is, but that's like you're saying, that's not really what the point is. It really all comes down to money and funding and how many kids are in the public school system because yeah. they get paid per child. Yeah. In, in California, the, the largest union is the California Teachers Association. Mm -hmm. um, and I figured out actually when I started teaching how to be um, a non-agency fee payer, which meant that I was able to be a teacher and not be a member of the union, which mm -hmm. that like it was a back door that I found the way into. A lot of teachers yeah. didn't even know that. Now, because of Janus, if you guys are familiar with that Supreme Court decision, um, California is not allowed to require public school teachers to be union members. So if you're a if you're a homeschool parent on here and you're a member of your union, get out. You don't want to mm -hmm. give them your money. Uh, just I would encourage you to get out. And they don't have any right to keep you in there, but they won't tell you that. So you can yeah. you can get out of that, and they'll try to cancel you. Um, yeah. <laughs> now the the thesis of cancel culture. Um, you made yeah, a, you yeah. Made I want to I want to talk about that. Like, what is yeah. cancel culture? Yeah. So, um, you know, some people sort of accuse Christians of inventing cancel culture. And we, we have this idea of, you know, you vote with your dollars, you know. So mm -hmm. um, if you're going to be if you're going to be going um, and watching a Disney movie, um, then you're voting with your dollars. You're saying, hey, I, you know, your dollars are supporting this, you know, yeah. um, if you're going to different corporations, you know. Um, so Christians were really the very first ones who started like making lists and like pulling out of um, giving our money to certain entities. Um, mm -hmm. But cancel culture is actually different than that. 
Um, cancel culture, it's not just, we're not going to fund you. It's, we want to destroy your business. Yep. We want you to actually a- absolutely be devastated. It's not just, um, we don't want people to go and give you money. We want you to lo- lose every single right that you have in society. And the premise of it is that words are violent. So it's really important you get that. Like cancel culture, they see words as Violence. So if you're saying something that's uh, offensive to homosexuals, you know, you're saying, you know, God's word teaches us that marriage is between one man and one woman. That's that's a violent comment to them. And so they have a right. They have it sort of a moral responsibility to go after you. And so for them, it's not enough to just like, I'm not going to fund you. It's Mm -hmm. I want to do everything I can to insult you, to malign you, to call you names. Um, And this is really what cancel culture is. But it's it's also not new. Um, you know, in, in um, Peter, Peter tells us, First uh, Peter chapter 2, um, that, that evildoers, um, that we're going to be accused as evildoers. Like, that's what the world's going to do. They're going to say, you're an evildoer. Um, but let me read it to you really quick. Um, it says this in First in Peter 2, 12. It says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. So when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. So, our goal in cancel culture is they're going to call us evildoers. They're going to insult us, but they're yeah. really not going to be able to stick anything on us because at the end of the day, we're not going to be evildoers. We're not going right. to respond in kind. And so it's it's dangerous for us to fall into some, some of the same traps as homeschoolers. Um, words are not violence. And so what that means is um, words don't hurt me. Words don't wound me. Um, and I don't need to respond violently to words that I disagree with. Um, and mm-hmm. so our culture today, it's very divisive. And it's really easy to sort of play into that trap of like, yeah, we're going to cancel you. And as, as Christians, it's so important that we respond to that um, sort of in a winsome way, that we respond to it just in a loving and humble way where they yeah. can't, they're going to accuse us as evildoers. But at the end, they're going to be like, yeah, you guys were right. You, right. Um, you didn't respond in kind. You showed kindness to your enemy. Um, and so it's really important that we, that we understand, um, the way that we engage with culture is we don't cancel back. We don't fight fire Mm -hmm. with fire. Um, we, we do withdraw from things. We do vote with our dollars, but that's different from cancel culture because our premise is a little bit, um, different. We don't see words as violence. Yeah. Yeah. We're out of time. We're going to come back on Wednesday and continue this conversation. I want to talk about um, how we can expose the lies of cancel culture, because that's something that I think, one, we have to be able to recognize them in order to expose them. And so how do we recognize those lies? And then how do we expose them? And how do we do that with our kids Mm. and prepare them again for this world who truly does want to cancel them? So we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about that. Thank you so much for being with us, Caleb. Um, oh, for sure. If you guys, if you guys have not yet watched the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, go to schoolhouserocked.com. You can uh, stream it. You can purchase the DVD and then share it with your friends. Invite your friends over to watch it with you. And please just help us get the word out about this movie. Share it on social media. Um, send links to our website so that people are encouraged by this movie. And Caleb actually is in the movie. So you might recognize his face if you're watching this on video or maybe his voice if you're listening uh, through the podcast. But he, Um, He is in part of the movie. He talks about the importance of husbands supporting and loving their wives through homeschooling and and just in life in general. And so it's a really sweet part of the movie. It shows pictures of him and his family. So if you want to see um, Caleb and his wife, Leah, and their their sweet kids, you'll, you'll get to see them in the movie. So have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Bye.
what we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.